Courtney. Hey, Sasha. Did you know it's good luck to eat black-eyed children on New Year's Eve? I think you're thinking of black-eyed peas. No, that's a band. No, that's the one with the soulless dead eyes. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's Spoop Hour! Uh, Our apologies to the black-eyed peas. Do we still have? Do the Black Eyed Peas still make music? Um, I think independently each of them might. Well, yeah, still but do projects, but like, but do they do it? I as don't like think a as a collective. Yeah, because I know Will I Am and Fergie still do stuff. Yeah, I you recently started playing The Sims Four and the Black Eyed Peas is in it. <laughs> well, hold on. So I I was a really big fa- fan of The Sims growing up and had mm-hmm. all the expansion packs and everything. And when I got my PS Two in ninth grade uh-huh. or eighth grade, ninth grade. It was ninth grade. Okay. The herbs had just come out, and that's like the Sims moved to the city, okay. and it's they're supposed to be like the urban. Oh, right? I was thinking like what you put in like. Oh no, it's no sorry, it's called U R B S Z. But it's still herbs. Yeah, herbs. So I was like eleven of those and some spices make KFC. Got it. But somehow they managed to put all of the black eyed peas in. The herbs as oh. actual like NPC characters that oh. you can befriend, okay. and then they sang simlish covers of their hit songs. And man, let me tell you, the two thousands were crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is Spoop Hour. <laughs> it's a music dissection podcast that takes a look at music from the early 2000s and asks, where are they now? Yeah, and so <laughs> as, as I was starting The Sims Four, I was like. I put a lot of hours into the herbs. My brother definitely sold that game at some point. I think I still have the data on my memory card. So now I'm like, do I want to go and get that acid trip of a game and I mean, it sounds like yes. And then, so I went online to make sure, like, I didn't imagine that the Black Eyed Peas were in a video game. (laughs) And the trailer is really weird. Okay. Yeah, so I highly recommend if anyone wants to have, like, a weird blast from their past and, like, weird OOs, like aesthetics that are just wildly terrible love it. come back into their life check out the herbs from the sims love it we are a paranormal comedy <laughs> podcast <laughs> this is courtney that's sasha you can find us as always on the internet at spoop hour on twitter and instagram instagram has really great content the other day courtney forever immortalized my quote about pooping in the woods with a very cute picture of a bear pooping <laughs> I, have I a lot love of, it. When we edit, when I edit the podcast, I also 
on, in, on top of doing all of the other like normal editing that I do, I make notes when we say particularly funny stuff, and then I just have like a list, and I, then I pick what will be the best on an image. I fucking love it. So some of the ones that like didn't get memed last time were, if you were Ted Bundy, I'd call the cops on you. Same. <laughs> Same. And do crocodiles and gorillas hang out? Is this something no one has told us? And, you know... That those are those are crawl space Carlos is a bit of a wino. Yeah. There's another runner up. That's a good one. We have a good time. We have Come a good follow time. us on Instagram. I sang your praises this weekend. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I love praises. Was at um <laughs> Otacon and and big anime convention in DC and sitting in the press room with a bunch of other, you know, podcasters and stuff and mm-hmm. I was talking to different people who were like like in, you know, work together and stuff and they're like, Yeah, this guy's like our, our main editor and like, yeah, I don't it's like that. That's the one thing I like doing is like just editing a podcast. And I looked at him. And I was like, "You're a saint." You yeah. know who else is a saint? Courtney. <laughs> and then I went on and like talked about how much like Yay, you do. And thank you. They were like, "You have a podcast." And I was like, ah, <laughs> that's that's always the follow up question. That's yeah. the tricky part. Yeah, it's like I'm clearly everyone in this room has a podcast, but all their things are about like nerd culture yeah. in some capacity. And I'm like, like herder, you we talk about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. I'm not, like, fully open about podcasting at work, just because I'm like, they're going to want to listen to it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I want people I work with to know what garbage I do. <laughs> so, like, whenever people, it comes up, like, I'll just be like, yeah, you know, I have an audio mic at home. And they're like, do you podcast? And I'm like, I don't want to get into it, but yes, I do. And they're like, what's your podcast on? And I'm like, it's a very normal comedy podcast. And they're like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, that happens at, at work a lot, too. Or, but I think everyone's accepted they know that I'm weird, so yeah. they're like... Yeah, okay, that sounds about right. And I, I'm like, I don't think we talked about it on the air. Did you see that New York Times article? You know which one? Oh my god. It was the, Sounds like a setup for one of our jokes. I know. Like, <laughs> did you see that? Hey, Sasha. <laughs> the mid episode opener. It's they found this woman who, like, three years ago decided she wanted to have a hit podcast. So she and her friend bought a mic and were like, we'll just record. We don't need a topic. We'll just record a couple episodes and then we're going to blow up. And so there, she was like, and then it was really hard and we didn't blow up. And then the New York Times posited our podcasts over. And it's like, because two white girls barely tried to have a podcast and it didn't succeed, podcasts are over? Okay. And like, I, oh no, I saw the headline. Yeah. It was like, Scrolling past, I was yeah, like, good. I, I'm not... I foolishly went into it, and I was like, well, now I'm even madder, because they, they made, like, four episodes in 2016, and the article came out this year. And I'm like, what did I fail at doing in 2016? Does the New York Times want to talk to me about it? I didn't get on antidepressants in 2016. There you go. Yeah. I... Is the mental health industry over? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I failed to prevent Donald Trump from getting elected. Does voting still matter? Right? Like, <laughs> I mean, come on, New like, York Times. Come on, New what York the Times. Fuck? It's a garbage take from the trash heap. Yeah. But anyway, podcast if you want to. Who pod- gives a shit? Yeah. We love our pod friends. We do. Um, We've met some cool people. I now have a queen crab that you brought me. I do. I, just, I did. I, I you love do. Her. I, I, yeah. Um, I, if you haven't listened to the 33% pulp episodes about Night of the Crabs and the sequel that I don't remember what it's called, but I, I don't think it's Night of the Crabs 2 Electric Boogaloo, but that's basically what it is. You should listen to that and then know that I now have a queen crab and I'm going to make her a little tiny knife and a little crown so that she can be very powerful on my desk at work. Amazing. Tell me about it. Okay, so this is the second podcast you've recorded today. Yes. How do you feel? Great. I'm 
I just recorded three bonus episodes, three mini bonus episodes with Dr. Elisa Lucas plug it, plug for it. Best Forevers. If you join her Patreon for as little as a dollar a month, you can listen to it. You'll hear us play Would You Rather Neptune Edition because there are special episodes about Veronica Mars. Yes. You'll hear my reactions to the newest Veronica Mars series season. Spoiler alert, I have a lot of feelings and a lot of them have to do with feminism. Positive or negative? Negative. Negative. Aw, dang. I just... So you can listen to that, and then we also play the team game where Dr. Elisa Lucas is a monster and gives me a series of people to ship with Veronica Mars (laughs) and makes me ship them, even if they're terrible. It is very difficult. Please don't come at me for what I said about Sheriff Don Lamb. I'm sorry, she made me do it. <laughs> we, we should do that on here with we like should. Buffy or like yeah. Riverdale or something yeah. tangentially Where related like, to our podcast. You have to ship them. Now do it. Because that, that was, it was really hard. Yeah. Anyway, did anything spooky happen to you this week? Uh, not super spooky, but kind of. Yeah, I you had, had something that you wanted to tell me. I did. Outside um, of the elevator story. Yeah. So on Thursday, I was very tired because it was Thursday. And it was, you know, 8.15 in the morning. I'm getting to work. I'm in a professional environment. And there was a couple on the elevator with me. And I know they were a couple because the entire time it was like slurpy, sucky mouth sound, kissing noises Uh, fest. And I was like, this is too much at 8.15 in the morning. We all know mouth sounds gross me out. And they were gross. And I was like, I was literally texting my best friend because I was like, I need an excuse to not look or be near them, but oh my god. Apparently it was his birthday. Barf. Anyway, but other than that, something, I mean, not really spooky. I think YouTube just listens to me. Where did I find, did oh. I delete my screenshot? I don't, there My it is. phone's definitely listening to me. I talked, we watched Letterkenny last night, and I was uh-huh. talking about how much I love Letterkenny, and then today a bunch of suggested accounts on Instagram and More Twitter for, about Letterkenny. This was a targeted ad I got on my YouTube. Oh no, it's have you for, seen my baby? <laughs> it's the chapters, interactive stories. I always get ads for those weird yeah. games where it's like soap opera-y games. Yeah. And usually it's like, I just can't be with you right now. And, and then it's like... sexy avatars on a beach. And then you're like, kiss him, slap him and walk away. And then you have to like pick. But this one is a like weird ghost woman in the corner saying, have you seen my baby? And Emily says, um, hello. And you can either say, okay, bye or move it. I need to use that sink. And I think we all know what I would say. I need to use the sink. I need to use the sink. I love sinks. Uh. Anyway, did anything spooky happen to you this week? Uh, luckily, no. <laughs> you I bought think. me a murderous crab. I bought you a murderous crab. I love. She's holding up my laptop cord right now. Even at a giant convention center such as Walter E. Washington, my former students can still find me. They'll always find. They me. will always find me. It's not. But that's not. It, yeah, it's it's creepy in that they can find me. <laughs> they, I like. They, I just like. I'm not even looking at the crowd or whatever. Yeah, and I just hear just someone like, yell, eh, and eh, I'm like. See you. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I'm always happy to see them. Yesterday, one of them thanked me for all my hard work last year because Aww. he got a five on his IP exam, and oh. I was like, "Yay!" So he got college credit, and that's so, so nice. he was able to make it. So he doesn't have any Friday classes his first oh, semester of college. Awesome! I was like, "Oh, good for you." Good for him. I ran into this was years ago before we had a podcast. I went to the women's empowerment convention because the ticket was eight dollars, and I was intrigued. <laughs> And it was, it was pretty interesting. It was a little silly, but it was, I was just wandering the exhibit hall with the friend that we went with, that I went with, and out of nowhere I hear, Courtney? And it's the woman who did Reiki at my old job. And she was there for her new business, which is like leadership and crystals and something, like life empower something or other but I ran into her and I was like oh my god it's you do my Reiki more this is amazing (laughs) speaking of Reiki or not Reiki crystals two things one Bath and Body Works for their wallflowers collection now has one that's got like fake plastic crystals that look like quartz so you can like 
it like it's like a nightlight. Yeah. And two, you know Goop, Gwyneth Paltrow's I do. Thing? Oh, her bu- oh her bullshit like healing crystals thing. I Instead of medicine, that. display these crystals in your house. And it's supposed to be like this, like like all these different kinds of crystals. And someone was like, bitch, these are all quartz. <laughs> <laughs> One of them is quartz that you treated with heat so it would change color. Like, yeah. It's ridiculous. It was so uh, dumb. But I still love crystals and taking prescription medicine. I do like too. Like actual If there's one thing you know medicine. about us, it's that we love both crystals and prescription meds. <laughs> or I guess we believe in science, but we also think things are spooky and fun. We like having fun. We like having but fun. But we also like being alive. We do. Anyway, so I on a whim, asked the DC Murderino community Please. if they had ghost stories. The best. So this is a story from Sharice. Oh my god, thank you, Sharice. Thank I'm you, I'm so excited. She was like, anyway, let me just get right into it. My oh. grandmother always talked about growing up in the provinces and seeing all types of things. Elementals, dark spirits, and witch doctors. <clears throat> Her stories used to spook the heck out of the grandkids. So I was born and raised in the Philippines. My family, along with my grandparents, used to live in this old house with a big garden in the back. I don't know much about the history of the house, just that it's pretty old and that over the many years we have lived here, people have seen some things. Like this one time, my sister told us that she dreamt of a man in a white barong, which is a traditional Filipino button-down for men, who came into the room and said something along the lines of, I don't like the garden anymore. I'll just stay right here. Ah! (laughs) And walked to our bathroom. That morning, we woke up to find the bathroom door had been locked from the inside. Oh, God. Or that one time I woke up in the middle of the night and saw a woman with long, dark hair and a white dress standing with her back towards me. Was she looking for her baby? By her door. She said, have you seen my baby? And I said, move, I need to use the sink. <laughs> I ran to my parents' bed. I saw her reflection one more time from our television screen sometime after. I never slept by myself ever since. Oh, God. People told me, oh, you were just seeing things, or oh, it's your grandma's story scaring you. Unfortunately, my grandmother developed Alzheimer's. We were urged to spend as much time with her as possible. One day, a group of her grandkids were in her room watching television. All of a sudden, she turned her head and stared right at her closed bathroom door. Who is that? She demanded. We started laughing nervously and asked her who she was talking about because we didn't see anyone. Her, she replied, pointing at the door. The woman. I felt the shiver go through me. I asked her what she looked like. She has long curly black hair and a white dress. She's looking right at us, my grandma said. Nope, nope, nope. I didn't stay for much longer and ended up running out of the room. A part of me wishes I knew who that woman was, but an even bigger part of me is happy to leave that behind. The image of her stayed with me for a long, long time. My grandmother, God bless her, passed away several years ago. My cousin claimed to have seen her sitting in his kitchen a few days after her death. Anyways, let's leave that for another time. Stay sexy and make sure to burn some sage in your house, Sharice. Oh my god, Sharice. That's like the kind of long-lived family house that I would like love to have. Mm-hmm. But, but also at what, cost? what expense? <laughs> <laughs> How many ghosts do you want? That's crazy. Especially yeah. when, as soon as she described it as having like a big back garden, I was like, oh shit, there's ghosts. And sure enough. And sure enough. Also, they're judgy ghosts who are like, I don't like this garden anymore. You I, guys suck. One of my favorite things about the, I got an expansion pack for The Sims that there's like this kind of European inspired village yeah. that you can get and there's this big historic mansion that has a big hedge maze on the property and stuff and you can explore it and whatnot but mm-hmm. you after sundown like ghosts and stuff will come out of the maze oh. but during the day every once in a while the the husband and wife who had like 
canonically like owned the house previously before it got turned into like a museum and yeah. like a visitor center will be spotted around the like property doing things so I saw someone painting and I zoomed in and was like why why are they red and it was like this purple and red shimmering glowy Uh-oh. like no bottom and like the guy was painting and then I was exploring through the garden and stuff and saw someone playing the piano and I zoomed in and it was the woman playing piano and I was like whoa that's so cool <laughs> so I get to go to my own little haunted garden thing yay, yay but it's digital want. and I feel safe in my house yay <laughs> and there are no black eyed children ah! or black eyed peas I'm just kidding the black eyed peas live in your house I, I love black eyed peas good they're I'm, in there yeah. Fergie, Will I Am, who's your favorite? They won't stop partying. They won't. They're just like, they're fill con- up my cup. They're constantly like ready to go, ready to party. And I'm like, <laughs> it's I, I, I want to go to bed. And they say, where is the love, the love, the love? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the webcomic for, I think it's Party Cat? Yeah. Yeah. It's, where it's basically like, their Party Cat. But we party forever, but it's the Black Eyed Peas. Look up Party Cat if you don't know it. That's why we haven't fun. adopted a cat yet, because mm, we're scared party it's going to want to party. Yep. That's all cats want to do. But also, Black Eyed Peas are delicious. Yeah. I, I, I have to have this fight every year like with one of my friends, because like, in her family, or her husband's family, they always like eat Black Eyed Peas tra- traditionally. But I was like, maybe your mother-in-law just doesn't make them right. <laughs> I think they're yeah. delicious. I mean, they're harmless. They kind of just taste like beans. They're just beans. Yeah. And I fucking love beans. You yeah. know what I had for dinner last night? Popeyes, beans? red beans, and rice. <laughs> it was great. Beans. 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 But we're not talking about beans today. We're, we're talking, talking about, about black-eyed, black-eyed children. children. I thought that maybe we could just keep stalling. Yeah, like, Sasha's we like, we're not to talking talk about this. it. We're not going to. We're not going to. It's just beans. I mean, last week we talked about terrible parents. And now we're talking about terrible, terrible children. children. Yay. It only makes sense, but also, ah. Uh, we are fair and balanced here on Spoo Power. <laughs> but mostly we just want to talk about beans. So, to warm us up for our discussion of beans and babies, babies with beans for eyes. Beans <laughs> with babies for eyes. <laughs> I love that image. It's just a little baby. In my head, for some reason, it looks like Clippy, but instead of Clippy's eyes, it's babies. No. <laughs> I love Clippy. Anyway, I made us a game. Yay, a game, but also, uh... <laughs> This game is called Yeet That Baby! <laughs> I'm going to read a list of symptoms, and you're going to tell me if it's a normal kid problem or a sign that your kid is possessed. Okay, I'm ready to play. Are you ready to yeet that baby? Shout out to Weekly World News, WebMD, TheConversation.com, and TexasGhostAndSpirit.com. Please note, don't take medical advice from us. Also, don't eat babies unless they really need to be eaten. They yeah. probably don't. Don't actually do it. Yeet or be eaten. <laughs> Yeet or be eaten. As TexasGhostAndSpirit.com says, all symptoms can be a cry for help or signal the beginning of drug use or mental illness. Mm-hmm. Basically, what I learned from this game is that we're all possessed all the time. Yeah. So, like, don't maybe maybe don't eat people at our advice. But it's more fun to have a game called Yeet That Baby than Are You Possessed? That. That would make sense, though. Yeah. I do feel kind of possessed all the time. I mean, yeah, because a lot of the symptoms of possession are like, that's just existing. Like, sometimes you're sad and quiet, and it's like, yeah, because I had a bad day, and it's like, no, you have the devil in you. And it's like, no, I just had a bad day. Like, Yeah. Mm. Or, I'm going to take a nap right on this couch, because all of a sudden my body stopped working. Yeah, and it's <laughs> like, <gasps> the devil. Alrighty, ready? Yes. My baby babbles so cute. My friend said the other day it sounded like Latvian. Should I eat that baby? Don't. 
Yeet that baby! Oh no! Speaking in tongues is a classic sign of being possessed. Do we have any Latvian listeners? <laughs> I picked Latvian because I was like, I need it to be a language that like, because if I, obviously if I put Latin, of course you should eat that baby. Nobody oh, of course. Latin. But I was like, it needs to be a non-threatening language. So I went with Latvian. Latvian, okay. Anyway. Hmm. I'm not sure when my toddler last blinked. Should I eat that baby? Yeet that baby. Yeet that baby. <laughs> Not blinking for long periods of time can also be a sign of possession. What the fuck? Is that high-pitched scream coming out of my baby? That's not its usual cry. Should I eat that baby? Yeet. <laughs> Don't eat that baby. Oh, no. This is a symptom of colic. Oh. Yeah, it is, a, it is an abnormal high-pitched squeal or cry. I was a pretty colicky baby. I'm glad my parents didn't eat me. <laughs> as far as you know. As far as I know. You just came back like a boomerang. <laughs> just baby boomerang, Sasha. <laughs> Yikes. My kid just threw up a shard of glass. Should I eat that baby? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeet. Yeet that baby. During a mass possession in Amsterdam in 1566, 30 kids started throwing up pins and shards of glass. And that was one of the signs that they had been possessed. But also, like, if your kid ate glass, take them to the hospital. Yeah. Sasha's looking at me out of concern. I'm not going to eat you. <laughs> no, no, no. I just, I wasn't blinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to eat Sasha now. Gross. My baby just spit up greenish goop. Should I eat that baby? No, don't. Don't eat that baby. <laughs> this can be a symptom of gastroesophageal reflux, which is somewhat common in babies. I really hope Steph doesn't listen to this because <laughs> I don't want her to think I'm going to like yeet her baby. <laughs> no, but you're going to be like, you know, I think she has colic. You're going to be an expert by the end of this game. Oop, my baby just farted while crying. Should I eat that baby? Don't. It was probably crying because it had gas. Don't eat that baby. This can also be another symptom of colic is if, oh. it, if it's because like with colic, you take in too much air and your stomach hurts and then they fart and cry. Yeah. My new baby best friend, Steph's baby. There's a big um, she, fart crier. She is a, like she cries when she poops and she farts and stuff. Because, like you can see that she's getting just, uncomfortable and red and everything. And all of a sudden it's crying and then, and you're like, don't yeah. you feel better? And she's like, ha ha. <laughs> Sophia was a big, my niece was a big. She would, like, squat. She wouldn't cry when she was a toddler and before she was potty trained. She would squat and make heavy eye contact. <laughs> and the first time she did it, I was like, why is she staring at me? And my best friend goes, oh, she's pooping. I, I have that in common with Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> that explains why you made hard eye contact in the woods with me the other day. Weird. My baby was screaming and crying and then abruptly stopped. Should I eat that baby? Don't. Eat that baby. Oh, no! Sudden changes in mood can lead, that lead to silence can be a sign of possession. Like I said, it seems like a lot of things are possession. Yeah, I was going to say, that just seems like Catherine... She stopped crying. Like, Catherine just, like, chilled out. No, she's like, <laughs> I feel better now. I'm yeah. fine. No, possessed. Dog? No, I don't have a dog. Oh, that barking sound is my baby. Should I eat that baby? Don't. Don't eat that baby. <laughs> barking, so barking coughs are a telltale sign of croup. Oh, this was also a fun exercise in Holy what God. baby diseases can I name? <laughs> Spoiler alert, I had to look some more up because yeah. I only knew, like, colic. <laughs> <laughs> My toddler has got such a potty mouth recently. All they seem to do now is cuss me out. Should I eat that baby? No, but maybe talk to your partner. Eat that baby. Oh, what? <laughs> if someone starts cursing a lot when they don't usually, it can mean they are possessed. That's the demon. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean it's weird that my baby's eyes look like shark eyes? Should I eat that baby? Eat that baby. Black eyes can be an indicator of possession. <laughs> so eat that baby. Eat that baby. My baby is rasping its way through its usual babble. Should I eat that baby? 
like that. Uh, I wasn't sure how to write that without vocalizing it. Uh, eat that, don't eat don't that eat baby. The baby. That's what I Symptom said. of croup. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I was gonna be like, I'd feel bad for the baby, but also I, I've seen parts of The Exorcist. Yeah. <laughs> you could set a clock by my baby crying every day. It cries at the same time. Should I eat that baby? Don't eat. Don't. Don't eat that baby. <laughs> yeah. There we go. This can be a sign of colic. Aha. Uh-huh. My friend's dog hates my baby. He always whines when my baby goes near him. Should I eat that baby? Don't. The dog just wants attention. Eat that oh, baby. Oh, no. If animals are fearful around someone, it could be because they sense the demon inside. Then, Catherine definitely does not have a demon inside because Steph's cats are... Obsessed with her? Obsessed with her. Love it. Great. That's good. Yeah. If there's a day where the cats are like, what the fuck? Then she's Yeet that baby. Okay. Yeah. And hope she boomerangs back. <laughs> baby boomerangs. Weird. My kid's hands and tongue are covered in blisters. Should I eat that baby? Take it to a hospital. (laughs) Uh, Don't eat the baby. Don't eat that baby. This is a symptom of hand, foot, and mouth disease, which is common in small children and babies. Mm, And that's so much. That's eat that baby. Or don't eat that baby. Or don't eat that baby. Because apparently it just needs medical attention. Most of them it just needs medical attention. Take care of baby. Take care of your baby. (laughs) Don't boomerang them out into the void. (laughs) All right, so we talked a little bit just now about shark-eyed babies. We sure did. So let's talk more about shark-eyed babies, since that's apparently why we're here, and I'm scared. I believe it's also Shark Week, so this is It is. Shark Week babies. Yay! Yay! Shark Week baby edition. So I have background on black-eyed children slash black-eyed kids slash B-E-K if you want to hear about it. Let's get it started. Yeah, and, and I, you helped me find... 16 Terrifying Encounters with the Black Eyed Kids from Thought Catalog. Yay! All right. Sponsor us, Thought Catalog. (laughs) Also, I would like to thank Wikipedia, Historic Mysteries, Creepypasta.fandom.wiki. So, Black Eyed Children, what even are they? We do know. They are a relatively newly documented paranormal phenomenon. As the name implies, they seem like human children, usually between the ages of 6 and 16, with pale skin and fully black eyes. Not just their iris, but the whole eye is black. Mm-hmm. They may be dressed in nondescript clothing or clothing from a bygone era, mm-hmm. and often their voices are too mature for their apparent age. Like everybody that I, like the accounts I read, which granted were limited because I didn't want to spoil your list, yeah, yeah, were like, this kid was really articulate, but he was like seven, which is weird. Yeah. So be wary of that. Typically, they're seen hitchhiking, panhandling, or even knocking on doors of residential homes, begging to be allowed inside. In those circumstances, the black-eyed children will make any excuse to get inside your home. Maybe they just want to use the telephone. Maybe they're running from some kind of danger and they're like, please help me. Somebody's chasing me. Can I come inside? Or maybe they're just asking for a ride home because they're lost and their mommy's gone. Whatever it is, once they get inside, we don't really know what they do. Mm-hmm. Some people believe that that then is a sign that you shouldn't let the black-eyed children in because then they will kill you. Yeah. And that's why, you know, they don't live to tell the tale, so that's why we don't know what happens when you let them in. And some people believe that B.E.K. are the spirits of children who have been lost or murdered, but they are generally acknowledged to be a harbinger of doom and terrible luck. Ah. Per Wikipedia, and we haven't said in a little while... Donate! Give them some money. Give them some money. I have a monthly donation, just like for curse. Yeah, just throw some money at them. 
Great. Cool. Thank you for doing that. We appreciate it. The popular belief is that BEK have existed since the 1980s, which makes them one of the more, like, recent yeah. things. Like, they're a newer, like, kind of like creepypastas, where it's kind of like, that's Ooh. pretty new. Yeah. But this is also inaccurate. Oh. Because most likely the first account was from Texas reporter Brian Bethel, mm-hmm. and he mentioned black-eyed kids in 1996. Posting to a, quote, ghost-related mailing list. God bless 1996. God bless 1996. What are you on? Oh, it's a ghost-related mailing list. Don't worry about (laughs) it. Don't worry about it. Anyway, Brian detailed an encounter he had in Abilene, Texas. Are you ready to hear about it? I'm ready to hear about it. The first incident? Yes. Also, no. (laughs) Eat that baby! Eat Eat this entire entire story. Sasha, don't eat me! No! No. Boomerang. I'm back, y'all! On a summer night in 1996, Brian was driving to his internet service provider's office, and in my notes I put historicmysteries.com spells it out, and it is adorable, so I'm leaving it, because he didn't say ISP, his internet service service provider. provider. And he was going to pay his bills. In person. So 1996, driving to pay your bills, because you can't just pay it online. Not yet. No, he's like, I'm just going to drive over to my internet service provider's office and pay my bill. (laughs) Anyway... He parked his car after the sun went down and filled out his check, planning well, on dropping it. I mean, yeah. Go earlier in the day, you weirdo. Also, how, how late is this open? It's summer. Well, that's the next sentence oh. I have. He was planning on dropping it in the office's after-hours drop slot. Oh, okay. So he's like, I know they're not going to be open when I get there. Probably they closed at 5. I'm assuming Brian got off work at 5 and was like, I'll go home, I'll have dinner, whatever, and then I'll go, I'll write my check, I'll drop it in the okay. after-hours drop slot. Right. Because that's how people used to pay bills. Anyway... But while he was filling out his check, there was a knock at his window. Two boys, aged somewhere between 9 and 12, were standing outside it. One was a, quote, somewhat suave, olive-skinned, curly-headed young man. The other was a red-headed, pale-skinned, freckled young man. Both boys were wearing hoodies and had seemingly come out of the nearby theater. Eat those tunes. <laughs> the curly-haired boy explained that they had come to see Mortal Kombat... Woo! Nineteen ninety-six, y'all. Anyway, they had accidentally left their money at their mom's house, and so they were like, "Oh no, we can't see Mortal Kombat because we don't have phones to buy tickets on, and we don't have Venmo, and we don't have credit cards, and we have to go back to our mom's house." So they weren't asking for a handout. They weren't saying, hey, can you give me, how much were movies in 1996? $3? Sure. Let's yeah. say that. They weren't saying, hey, can we have $6 so we can go see Mortal Kombat? They were saying, can you just drive us back to our mom's house? And then we'll go inside, we'll get our money, and then if you could just, like, drive us back to the theater, and then we'll go see Mortal Kombat and have a great night. But even though it was a very simple and straightforward request, Brian found himself consumed by an irrational fear. He did not want to let the boys into his car. Sensing his uneasiness, the curly-haired boy tried to reassure him. It won't take long, he said. We're just two little kids. We don't have a gun or anything. And I put in my notes, for real, this would convince me 100% they have a gun. Yeah, that would be like, mm, no. (laughs) It was a no before, but why did you bring up a gun? What? Now I don't trust you more. I'm not going to murder you. Oh my God, I don't have a rusty saw in my backpack. Crazy. I'm not going to dismember you and drop your body parts in different rivers. That would be, do you know how crazy he sounds? That's so crazy. So crazy. Anyway, can we go see Mortal Kombat? Anyway, in spite of his fears, Brian found himself reaching to open his car door. 
when suddenly he stopped making eye contact with the boy and snapped out of what seemed to be some kind of hypnosis. Ah! And that's when he noticed the eyes. The boy's eyes were coal black. Brian described them as, quote, the sort of eyes one sees these days, 1996, on aliens or bargain basement vampires on late night television. Soulless orbs like two great swaths of starless night. At this point, Brian was terrified and did not want to let the boys near him. Trying to seem normal and calm, Brian made an excuse as to why he couldn't drive them home. But he wasn't calm enough. The curly-haired boy started banging furiously on the window. We can't come in unless you tell us it's okay, he screamed. Let us in. No! Brian started the car and, in a panic, backed out of the spot and got out of the parking lot, completely forgetting about dropping off his check. After a moment, he glanced into the rearview mirror, only to find that the boys had vanished into thin air. Uh, But did they see Mortal Kombat, though? I don't know. The story took the internet by storm, getting shared in a chain letter style fashion on message boards. People started writing about their own experiences with BEKs, being like, oh my god, this totally happened to me, and it was also Mortal Kombat. But as Snopes.com reports, the story really took off in 2013. That's when a two-minute video called Weekly Strange took a look at the phenomenon. And this video was featured on the MSN homepage under entertainment. Amazing. And everybody loves MSN.com when you're bored. Yeah. So it blew up. And coincidentally, that same week, there was a horror movie coming out. Do you want to guess what it was called? Black Eyed Children Let the Right One In or something. Let, let me in. That's a lot deeper than it is. It's just called Black Eyed Kids. Okay. There, there was like some movie that's called like Let the Right One In. Or yeah. Let the Right One In. But then there was some other like, documentary or something too that was like, Let's Uncover the Truth. Yeah. <laughs> it's the name of my documentary is Let's Uncover the Truth. <laughs> and you have to say it in that voice. But paranormal investigator A. Milhorn doesn't necessarily believe any of the BEK stories actually happened. Mm-hmm. And as a paranormal investigator, probably A. Milhorn would know best. <laughs> Liveabout.com explains that the psychological phenomenon of priming is kind of to blame for it. Mm-hmm. So basically, if you spend a lot of time reading about black-eyed kids or, say, you just listen to your favorite paranormal comedy podcast and they... Scoop hour. <gasps> And they had an episode on black-eyed kids, so now it's kind of in your head that there's a thing about black-eyed kids, and like kids can have black eyes, and they're super scary. And you're going to go run errands after this yeah, in the dark. Yeah, in the dark. And so you're kind of, you've been primed mm-hmm. to be more wary of the children and teens that you mm-hmm. may encounter when you go to Walmart at 10 o'clock at night because you wanted ice cream. Yeah. And there's a kid in the parking lot, and it's probably just, he's just getting into his car, but you're like, I don't know, I bet he has black eyes. This activator stimulus, nice and vague like the legend, encounters these circumstances and then makes a false connection between the legend you heard and the kid you now see, which then makes you think, oh my god, this is a black-eyed child, even if the kid has normal eyes. This is a black-eyed child. No, it's my BB-8 pillow. (laughs) I love him. You can't take away my black-eyed child. Milhorn says that priming combines with another weird thing called pareidolia, which I think we've talked about before, and that merges into this super spooky story that becomes Black Eyed Kids. Pareidolia, which is also sometimes called matrixing, is that weird brain thing where we look at something and we see a face in it. So yeah. like when you see Keanu Reeves in your sandwich, yeah. when you look at a tree and you're like, well, there's a face in there, you look at a couple stones and it's like, ha, it's a grumpy mouth. Like, ah. that's pareidolia. So in terms of Black Eyed Kids, this could lead you to see a face with black eyes lurking in the shadows when it's just like, 
a fire hydrant catching the light weird. So then you see like a li- weird little face in there, but there's no face because <laughs> it's not a person. It's a fire hydrant. But our brains are like, it's a face. Oh, no. Sorry, I was just imagining that meme with the little alien in the doorway. This is my alien when it wakes me up at 3 in the morning and tell me where it threw up. Or like the little kid oh, in the yeah, doorway. Yeah. I just imagine like a little fire hydrant <laughs> in the doorway. Being like, guess where I threw up. Guess where I threw up. And it was just a bunch of water. Also, there are sclera contacts. So the sclera is your white part of your eye. Yeah. And there are contact lenses that will cover that up. Usually yeah. it's only used for like special effects for movies and stuff. Yeah. Or cosplaying. Or cosplaying. Kind of yeah. yeah. But you can just like buy them. On the internet. On the internet. So if you want to like scare your friends or like maybe make people think that BEKs are real, you can buy sclera contacts, pop them in your eye and be like, but we're too old for it. We have aged out of pranking people with black-eyed kids. And also, I'm afraid to put things in my eyes. Or have we? Because Courtney just gave me a great idea. <laughs> no, Sasha, just, you're not under 12. Just kidding. <laughs> Sasha, what, what? Sasha, where are the whites of your eyes? Sasha, no! no! Eat that, Sasha. Damn it, I forgot she was a boomerang baby. Anyway, other than those contact lenses, obviously, which explain super hoaxy, there are some medical reasons why your eyes might seem all black. Mm. Obviously, in case you don't know, when we're in low light scenarios, our pupils dilate. So our pupils are basically just a hole in the eyeball to get more light in so that we can see shit. Yeah. And that lets more light into your optic nerve. I'm not a medical scientist, but that's basically, that's basically how it works. Yeah. You get a bigger hole in your eye when you need to let more light in because it's dark and your eye's like, give me more light. So that's obvious oh, scenario yeah. in low light situations. But if you have couple other things, your eyes can appear even more black. So if you have intracranial pressure, 80s tonic pupil, and I put on my notes, which sounds very Bioshocky, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Buy 80s tonic pupil down at the corner store. Anyway. Or if you've recently taken a decongestant, some kind of amphetamine, (laughs) epinephrine, or ecstasy, whole range of stuff, you might have mydriasis. Did not uh, look at the pronunciation it's of that. probably it. Should have, but it's fine. Yeah. Basically, that is when your pupil expands to the point of making even the iris appear black. So, uh, like, imagine, like, Mr. Burns when in the episode yeah. of Simpsons where he gets the injection and then his eyes get super huge. Yeah. That's mydriasis. It's okay. just your pupil gets really, really big and it's not necessarily because you're in a low light scenario. Like, if your pupils got dilated, obviously, yeah. at the optician mm-hmm. or, like... If you have that, a ton of pressure in your skull mm-hmm. for whatever reason, or you have tonic people, whatever the fuck it's that is. It's kind of like, I feel like I get that a lot when I have, you know, like when you have migraines and everything's just too bright? Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah that's probably, I would imagine that's the intracranial pressure yeah. side of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like, if you take in a decongestant, because as we know, you can make meth out of decongestants. So that's why it falls into the same family as amphetamines <laughs> and makes your eyes a little bigger. Or if you've taken ecstasy, like Mr. Burns, and your <laughs> eyes get all big. Anyway. The white of your eyes will still be white, even if you have mydriasis, but if you're on edge and worried about BEKs popping up in your life, and you see somebody who has recently taken ecstasy, Mm. took a Sudafed this morning, who is having a migraine and their pupils are huge, you might misremember and perceive their whole eyes as black. Yeah. And like, there is, this is going to make me sound like a really weird person, there's an episode of Community with an actress where... Just, I don't know if it's how they did her makeup or what, but you can't see the whites of her eyes, really. So I'm going to I'm gonna look, see if I can find it real quick. That happened, I think, in one of my Puri Kuro this weekend. Oh. It was this one. 
Oh yeah, yeah kind of. Kind yeah. of. Yeah, Let and me I was find... like, yeah, are my eyes open or closed? It's this actress, and it's just the shape of her eyes, and because her eyes are so dark, like <gasps> oh, you yeah, like you don't yeah, really see the whites of her eyes. Yeah, like it's just because her irises are big enough that it just looks so like mm-hmm. if you have been primed because you listened to our episode on black eyed children and now you're out in Hollywood after dark and you see this girl who has these big irises and, the funny thing is and dark I, eyes. I look at this picture and I'm like, she would play a good vampire. Yeah. Because, she's because you can't really see the whites of her eyes. So, you know, I see how it works. Yeah. Obviously I don't believe in it cause I don't believe in anything, but like I get how people think that this is a legitimate thing. Mm-hmm. So tell me some stories. All right, here's one called Midnight Caller. This is from Thought Catalog. Right. <gasps> Caller, like what you wear around your neck, or like the phone is coming from inside the house. The call is coming from the call is coming from inside the house. On so the this, phone that's inside yeah. the house. So this person, the author of, uh, of this article, Chrissy Stockton, kind of went through Reddit, mm-hmm. you know, asking people for their stories. Classic. So okay, I it almost so this is called Midnight Midnight Caller. It almost felt like a dream. I woke up to my dog, Lucy, barking. She was upright on the bed where my husband and I were sleeping with our 22-month-old daughter, staring at our door like an unknown stranger was out there rummaging around. Uh Uh-oh. So this reminded me of your yeet that baby story. Yeet that baby! The dog is acting weird. I thought she was just freaking out over a house noise. We had only had her for three months and she was still a puppy. It could have been anything. Our roommate, a creak from the house settling, the awnings moving outside in the breeze. I wasn't too concerned initially. I decided the best bet would be to open the door and show her that nothing was there. It sounds a bit silly, but it's what we do with our daughter when she gets scared, and I figured it should work with a puppy too. Sure. I opened the door, and she raced to the front door. Uh-oh. She stood there snarling. I, it was an angry, violent growl, one I had never heard her make before. I looked groggily at her and opened the baby gate blocking the doorway, planning to open the door and show her everything was okay. The second my hand reached for the deadbolt, Lucy went wild. She started barking and jumped towards me, and when I touched the metal, she suddenly changed her temper. She whimpered, almost like she was afraid of backing down. Uh-oh. As her mannerism changed, so did mine. I wasn't calm anymore. Uh-oh. My heart was racing and sinking at the same time. My, I'd been flooded with a mixture of fear and dread. I looked through the peephole. I can't explain why I looked, but I did. Outside were two kids. No! One was just a smidgen shorter than me and didn't look much younger. I'm 21 and she looked to be 16 or 17. She was slender and pale. Her hair was a light shade of honey blonde and she wore it long, about mid-black, with long, thin, blunt bangs in the front that covered most of her eyes. She wore jeans, a light wash that's popular right now, and a thin-looking, olive-colored, pull-over-style hoodie. She held the hand of a small girl who looked to be about three or four, in the same style jeans and a button-down ivory cardigan. The smaller one looked at the floor shyly, but had the same shade of hair tied back in a ponytail. She held a stuffed toy under her free arm, and it was identical to the one my daughter has, as was their style of dress. Had it not been for the feeling of overwhelming dread and fear, I probably would have asked these children in and given them some tea or hot chocolate to get them out of the bitter cold. Uh Something about them seemed off, though. At this point, I hadn't made any noise. I hadn't shushed the dog or grumbled. Nothing. I hadn't turned on any lights... And these kids had no indicators that I was at the door. The older one spoke. She had a voice that was mature, confident, strong, and accentless. Mm. She held her head tilted downward, and I couldn't see her eyes. She said, we have to use your phone. I stood in fear. How did she know I was there? She raised her head to face me directly, and that's when I saw her eyes. There was a reason I couldn't see them through her bangs before. They were black or midnight blue or a dark, dark purple. 
They were otherworldly. She said, Our mother is worried. As someone who has always been interested in creepy stories, I knew what she was the second she looked at me through the door. I had never been one to believe in these things. As a staunch atheist and skeptic when it comes to the paranormal, I had written off many a ghost story from friends and family members eager to tell their tale. I didn't believe it. Still, I couldn't rationalize my way out of this. I was standing with nothing but a thin wooden door between me and a black-eyed kid. There was no questioning what was right in front of me. I did not answer her. Slowly and silently, I backed away from the door. Lucy still cowering at my ankles. She kept talking. Just let us in to use your phone. I took another step back, and with that step, the tone changed. At first, she seemed polite. But when I took that second step back, she became commanding, almost hostile. We're not going to hurt you. If we wanted to do that, we would have broken in. No. Nope. I'll ask again. No. Nope. May we come in and use your phone? Once again, I didn't think you were going to hurt me, but now that you've brought it up. Oh. Ah. Lucy snarled at the door, and I inched backward, though something inside me seemed to be slowly pulling me back towards the door. It wasn't a physical pulling so much as a subconscious need to go back and let them in. I got to my room, covered up the window, locked the door, and sat there in the dim light of the nightlight. I heard her call me back to the door once more, and then quiet. I didn't go back to sleep that night and haven't slept right since. I know from reading about them that BEKs can't just come in without permission. I know that they haven't hurt anyone, but I still fear that I'll be the exception. When I told my husband, he said it was a dream. He keeps telling me to forget it, but this lingering feeling of sadness, this dread when the house is silent at night, this fear of a knock at the door, this tells me otherwise. We have a security camera now outside of our door mm-hmm. that sends us text alerts whenever oh. there's like any movement. And so usually we use it like when we're like, oh, the package is here. And yeah. Like, but I keep getting these alerts or whatever. And so I'll like turn it on. There's nothing there. But then I see a slight movement. There's a bird who's taken to just like Aww. chilling on our door frame. It's not a real bird. It's not a real bird. The bird has black eyes. Okay. Uh, here's another one. This More is- stories. More stories. This is called Halloween. Dun, dun, dun. This is so funny. I'd never heard of black-eyed kids before my incident, so I come on here to post my story, and this first story I see is about a BEK. Weird. So, like, they had, I guess, posted into this forum, and they like, oh, I'm going to go post on Reddit. Yeah. And they were like, wait, I just saw this. Hold on. I've got one. You know. <laughs> I did it. I did it. Like, other I know people- this thing. <laughs> other people are doing it, too. Let me preface this by saying that I'm no means a writer. I'm just a domestic engineer living in North Texas. <laughs> I'm but a humble engineer. <laughs> I'm just a humble engineer. <laughs> and also, I don't believe in the paranormal, ghosts, demons, aliens, whatever. However, I did have an event that happened to me this Halloween that I have to admit has me scratching my head. Dun, dun, dun. This is my first post on Reddit, and sorry to say I've never heard about it until yesterday. I told my best friend about my incident, and she's an avid reader of No Sleep, and she said if I didn't, tell, if I didn't post it, she would. So here I am. Hope you like. It had been a slow trick-or-treat night in our neighborhood that evening, which is pretty odd in itself. We usually have kids from different areas dropped off in ours and have a constant parade in our, uh, at our door. That sounds kind of like our neighborhood. Yeah. Like we have like a huge block party, basically. Yeah, yeah. But that night, I say we had no more than eight or ten groups of kids come by the entire night. At about 9.30 p.m., my husband and I were sitting in our family room watching some of these ghost shows based on, supposedly, actual events. Like I said, I don't believe in that stuff, but I do like a good ghost story now and then, and it was Halloween and all. Right? Getting the spirit of the season. Yeah. So even though th- this person is not in into the paranormal stuff, it's Halloween. Yeah. Let's watch some spooky shit. Yeah, let's do it. We hadn't had any activity at the door in over half an hour, and it was getting late, so we decided to turn the porch light off and let our dog Chloe out of her crate. 
Chloe's an American bulldog and is very docile. Oh, good job, Chloe. Aw. We only put her in the crate because we were afraid she'd try and get out to play with all the kids and didn't want to have to chase her down the street. Also, we didn't want her to scare any of the kids because she would look a little intimidating to young kids. Mm. So I turned the... That actually makes me really happy because I was always really scared of dogs when I was little. Mm. And I would hate on Halloween when dogs would bark. I'd be like, I don't want to be here anymore. (laughs) So I turned the light off and let Chloe out. And she followed me back to the couch and laid down at my feet. It was getting close to 10 when my husband decided he'd had enough fun for the night and was going to go upstairs, take a shower, and get ready for bed. After all, it was Thursday and he still had to get up early the next day. Thursday. (laughs) My teenage son was out with his friends at a local haunted house and wasn't expected back for another hour or so. So that left me alone on the couch with Chloe. Now, just because I don't believe doesn't mean those shows don't freak me out a bit. And being alone now watching, I'd have to say I was kind of on edge as it were. It wasn't long after I heard the upstairs water for the shower turn on when there came a light at the front of the door or at the front door my initial reaction was what the hell really it's almost 10 go home right (laughs) same i feel like relatable yeah but suddenly an uneasy feeling came over me why the knock our doorbell glows in the dark and without the porch light on it would be extra obvious to anyone there Mm -hmm. i paused i couldn't really just ignore it our front door has a big beveled glass panel and anybody right at the door could see in enough to see someone was in the family room watching tv It would be pretty rude for me to just sit there and not answer it. Again from the door. I glanced down at Chloe, and she was gone. My gaze followed her usual path to the front door, expecting her to be on her way there as she normally does. No, she wasn't there. I stood up to look around the room better and found her, crouching by the back door like she was wanting out. However, she never asked to go like that. She always comes and licks my hand or puts her head on my knee. This is totally out of character for her, and I have to say I heightened my anxiety. Chloe, crate, I said. She turned back and looked at me like, hell no, lady, I ain't moving. (laughs) Chloe has a sense of self-preservation. Chloe's like, you're on your own. (laughs) I yelled up to my husband, but if he was already in the shower, I knew there was no chance of him hearing me. About that time, a car drove down our street and cast enough light on the door where I could see the silhouettes of two small children through the glass. I instantly felt relief. It was just some kids, probably a couple of my neighbors on their way back home that wanted to stop by and show me their costume or something. Sure. I headed to the door and looked back to make sure Chloe wasn't going to follow. What a great watchdog, I thought to myself as she sat there. (laughs) Chloe's like, bitch, what'd I say? I'm not going near that door. I'm not going near that door. All right. (laughs) I turned on the porch light when I got to the door, and sure enough, I could see through the glass that it was a couple of pretty small kids. A little late for such young ones, I thought, and I began to wonder about what kind of parents would let their kids run the streets that late at night. That's very much a my mom thought. My mom would be like, where are your parents? Well, and I mean, (laughs) so it's after 10 on a Thursday night Halloween, and all of the little kids that I know are like pooped out and ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Like, they would not be awake at 10. I feel like even for older kids, like once you hit like nine o'clock, trick-or-treating is done. Yeah. People want to go to bed. Yeah. Exactly. I only opened the door enough to where I could block Chloe's escape if she decided to grow some balls, which <laughs> were, which was only about two feet. Stop shitting on Chloe. Chloe's <laughs> correct. She, well, she doesn't know. She's probably like, oh my god, why are you so scared? Chloe did nothing wrong. Chloe did nothing wrong. <laughs> what struck me immediately as odd was the kids weren't wearing any costumes. They were in normal street clothes. Uh-oh. And also no customary trick-or-treat either. I began to feel very uneasy again. It was a girl and boy. That's when the kids said, don't worry, we don't have a machete. <laughs> what, what kind of crazy thought is that? <laughs> the girl to my left was older. I'd say about 11 or 12. 
I could tell that she was blonde, but I couldn't make out any distinct features as our lights are from high above and on columns at the front of the porch, so most of the light was coming from behind them. Girl, you need to get better porch lights. Right. I had not opened the door wide enough for any light from inside to hit them directly. I bet Chloe wanted better porch lights. Right. The boy was younger and about a foot shorter. I'd say eight or nine and looked to have about light brown hair. The girl very politely spoke up. Ma'am, can we please come inside and use your phone to call our mom? As she spoke, something in the pit of my stomach was telling me something was wrong. What kid, even at that age, doesn't have a cell phone of their own these days? So this is like a very recent yeah. story. This is like 2018 Halloween. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I couldn't remember the last time I had had anybody ask to use my home phone. Um, hon, don't you have a phone of your own you can call your mom on? I asked. This was when things got really weird. Both kids turned to look at one another like they were going to say something to one another, but neither ever spoke. They both turned back to me and the girl said, Ma'am, my cell phone battery doesn't have any charge left in it. Can we please come inside and call our mother? We're alone out here and my brother is scared. Mm. I had to admit that there were two competing feelings going on inside me. Mm -hmm. The first, that was of a mother's heart that wanted to help these two small children to get to their mom. Sure. The other was a sinking fear in my gut that was keeping the other feeling at bay. It was then I noticed that during the short conversation, I'd already opened the door a few extra inches, which I was completely unaware of doing. I stopped. Honey, why don't you give me your mom's phone number and I can call her myself? Another pause, and they again looked at one another. After a short moment, they turned back to me and the girl said, Ma'am, my little brother has to use your bathroom. Can we please come in while you call our mom? And with that last statement, the little girl moved closer toward the door like she was going to just walk on by me. As she did, she stepped into the light coming from inside the house, and I got my first real good look at her. Solid, jet black eyes. That's all I could see. That motherly instinct was gone and replaced by terror I don't think I've ever felt in my life. I could feel every hair on my arms and the back of my neck standing at attention. I closed the door to where just my face was able to stick out. The little girl stopped and again pleaded, Ma'am, please, we're really scared and alone out here. We have to come inside. Please help us. Then, like on cue, both kids began to whimper and cry. That's when fear took over and I shut and locked the door. I'll call your mom if you give me the number, I shouted through the door, but I'm not letting you inside my house. I could still see them standing there on the porch, just staring uh, staring at me through the beveled glass pane. Part of me wanted to run upstairs to my husband, but the bigger part didn't want to lose track of where they were. That would have freaked me out even more to not know where they were. Mm. After what seemed like forever, but probably only a few seconds, I decided to call my neighbor that lives across the street. As I made to our, my way to the side table by our couch to my phone, I glanced back at the door. Chloe was nowhere to be found. We later found her in the guest room under the bed. When I got to my phone and started to look for his contact info, it was only then that the kids stepped away from the door and began to walk to the street. As they did, I walked to the door to get a better look to see where they went, still not calling my neighbor. If you can get close enough to the glass, you can see out to make people's shapes, but but you can see only so much detail. Of course, standing that close to the door would make you pretty obvious to anyone outside looking in. From the door, I could see that the kids were still standing under the street lamp nearest my house, staring at me. As I lifted the phone to my ear after calling, only then did the kids start walking down our street. I met my neighbor out under the lamp once he was out there, but the kids were nowhere to be found. Mm. Like I said, I don't believe in any of this stuff and had never even heard about black-eyed kids before talking to my friend. What I really think, or what I have to think, is these kids were just out yanking people's chains on Halloween night. 
But I will say this for them. They were good. Really good at this. They scared the shit out of me and my dog. <laughs> Yay. And so for that, I'm thinking it's like, okay, yeah, I have the, I understand that two competing feelings, right? Yeah. You see two kids who are like, I want to talk to my mom. In, in that situation, I think I would have just like, hold on a sec. Closed the door, locked it, gone to get the landline oh, phone, and, and then, then like, like passed, passed it the through the door. I'm like, okay, when you're done, just leave it on the porch. For me, my fear with this would be, obviously, I wouldn't be afraid that they were black-eyed kids. I would be afraid that they were scouts for criminal parents. Yeah, that's that was my first intent, like, first instinct was, yeah. if we let the kids in... Who's hiding in the bushes, hiding in the bushes barge in, barge in yeah. Like... He wanted to be let in to use the phone. So if yeah. anybody's like, can I use your phone? I'm like, who else is with you? Yeah, who sent you? <laughs> this in 2019. And the other thing is, the other competing feeling inside me is I'm on Nextdoor now. And then oh. also like this camera that we have has like a community app. And there are sometimes people who are like, a person in a neon yellow vest is standing outside my door with a clipboard. <laughs> what could they possibly want? I'm on Nextdoor mostly because of Best of Nextdoor. I love watching the ridiculous, like, low-stakes drama that people have. Yes. It's so funny. And, like, Ye- people around here are so petty. <laughs> yesterday is in, in my neck of the woods, which we still live in the same town, but mm-hmm. it's, like, just I'm one mile over. Yeah. What happened to Adult Swim at the local pool? <laughs> there was one after the 4th of July where it was like, what is that sound in the sky? And somebody was like, fireworks. And they're like, well, it sounds like a war zone. And then somebody else is like, I've been to a few war zones. They sound nothing like that. And it's like, oh my God. Yeah. Everybody calm down. So like reading that, I'm just like, who boy, you're either like a super cautious, like overly cautious suburban mom, or also I'm terrified. Yeah. Like, so it's like very competing feelings where I'm like, I think the people on next door and on the ring app are petty, but also I would be scared too if the child had <laughs> black eyes. But I, that story also sounded like the, the priming. Yeah. She was watching scary things. And then she was, she, there were little kids who probably were just like, I mean, I guess we could walk home, but maybe mom can come pick us up. Yeah. Or, like, kids who are like, we'll give this woman a scare because we just read about black-eyed kids. But really, black-eyed kids are the next door of urban legends. Yeah. Where it's just, like, fear of strangers near your house, and that's all next door is. Although there is a recurring thread because someone on a street between our homes just drops a banana peel, like, every day. Oh, my God. The banana peels. Oh, the banana peels. Yeah, when we... Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a very common thread on Nextdoor. Every so often, somebody's like, the fuck are these banana peels? Okay, because okay, last year, I would have to drive past the fucking banana peel pile every day, and I was banana always peel. like, who the fuck? They don't, they don't just, like, Nextdoor has a lot to say about the banana they peels. They don't compost on the pavement. No, and they're clearly not intending to compost. They're just dropping a banana peel out their car window okay. every day. I am going to get on Nextdoor later and, and find, find this. find banana peel? Yeah. yeah, it's great. And then every so often... I, I think the other, the thing that was able to get me a little bit out of, like, the skepticism with that story mm-hmm. was that it was Halloween and the kids weren't in costume. Yeah. I think that's what made it worse. Somehow. Yeah, is that they're not in... I'm glad other people have feelings about the banana peels. That was Classic. spooky. I just got another motion notification, but there was nothing there, not even the bird. Banana peels! Boom! There it is! Oh my god! There it is! This is not the first thread about the banana oh peels. Oh my god. It's just constantly it. people are complaining about, about these banana, banana peels. peels. But, yeah. Yeah. Black-eyed children. Mm-hmm. Banana peels. Anyway. Anyway, go on next door. It's a fun time. If you want if you enjoy people being low stakes petty that doesn't impact you, next door's a great place. But part of me now like wants to put like a black eyed kids like 
creepy pasta like on next door and ooh, like ooh. it's like like just kind of like drop a bomb and walk away when you do that tell me and i'll comment it on and be like oh my god i saw those same kids and i was gonna let them into the house but then my cat got freaked out like and I, then we'll pretend like we don't know each other and that there are two separate incidents and we'll so see funny. how far we can go yeah do and it. hopefully not get banned from next door <laughs> because i need to know more about these banana peels <laughs> I mean, there are no answers about the banana peels on next door. It's just people complaining about the banana peels. Um, obviously, it's the black-eyed children obviously, leaving the banana peels. Everyone knows that you can't have black eyes and enough potassium, so you got to keep I mean, your potassium levels high. Consider this. What happens to banana peels when you just leave them out in the sun? They turn black. And greasy and shiny, <gasps> right? Like shark eyes. Like shark eyes. Banana peels are shark eyes. Or black-eyed children <gasps> eyes. We figured it out. Anyway, this has been an hour of spoop. We hope you... (laughs) Don't drop banana peels outside your car window. Please please properly dispose of your banana peels. Don't just, like, drop them and expect them to just, like, go away. It's got to be somebody who has, like, a banana every day on the way to work. That's what I thought, too. It has to be. But the fact that this continues to happen... And it's genuinely, like, every six weeks somebody posts about it on next door. Because there was already a sizable pile a year ago mm-hmm. when I started going to this, or more, it's like, like 13 months ago when I started going to that gym, there mm-hmm. was already a sizable pile of peels mm-hmm. there and it just never goes away. No, because the same person just keeps dropping banana peels there. That's, that's an effort. Cause that means you have to be stuck at that light in that, like along that median every, every day. Yeah. And you know how long it takes you to eat a banana. Yeah. That's some skill. I don't know how long it takes me to eat a banana. I think... Maybe praise be to the banana peel guy. <laughs> or gal. We don't yeah, know. Maybe praise be to the banana-eyed children. Yeah. So um, <laughs> send us any stories, spooky or otherwise. Have you experienced a black-eyed kid? Is there a story from maybe Reddit No Sleep About Black-Eyed Children that you're like, oh, fuck, we need to talk about this. Maybe your next door has experience with black-eyed children. Actually, I'll search my yeah. next door and Have see you if there had any spooky stories in like your community forums? Right? Like, any weird, unexplained mysteries. Let us know at spoophour at gmail.com. We'd love to hear about it. I think I'm actually going to spend my evening looking up, you know, weird stories. Because, again, our claim to fame in this area is fucking Bunny Man. Bunny Man! Um, Tell us if you have black eyes, if you like the black-eyed peas, either the thing you eat or the band. If you, too, played that acid trip of a game, The Herbs... Let me know. So, oh, like, I, I finished the game. Fancy. Yeah. So, oh. so let me know. And yeah, we'll talk to you next week, I guess. Beware the children with black eyes. Yeet that baby. What does a movie starring Britney Spears, a slasher film centered around Christmas, and a movie where Mandy Moore gets naked and goes into a gross river have in common? They were all made in the 2000s. Guess What You're Gonna Hate is a podcast where I make my friend Janine watch the worst movies of the 2000s and laugh at her. Check us out on iTunes or look us up online by going to hatepodcast.com. I hope you like it, because I sure know Janine doesn't. Hey, Courtney. Hey, Sasha. Did you know that it's good luck to eat black-eyed children on New Year's Eve? I think you're thinking of the black-eyed peas. No, that's the van with the soulless eyes. Oh, oh wait. No, no, no. no, wait, no, no, no sorry. No, okay. It was... So, um... It was black, that's the band. I said... No, that's the one with... That, you're right. No, that I think you're thinking of Black Eyed Peas, and then you go, no, that's the band with Fergie and William, and I go, no... I've already forgotten yeah, what I well, said. Yeah, what was it? It was really good. It was, and now okay. it's gone. Well, um, all right. Um, 
Did you know it's good luck to eat black-eyed children on New Year's Eve? I think you're thinking of black-eyed peas. Then what's the one with the band? Oh, no, 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 but that's a band. No, that's the one with the soulless dead eyes. <laughs> this is all going at the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, okay. Weird. Nope, that's the same one I just said. Weird. 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 <laughs> <laughs>